0: Just search for the Belmont Media Podcast Network. And now on to the talking news. The Underwood Pool opens by Joanna K. Zavalis. Looking for a way to stay cool on a hot, humid day in Belmont this summer? The new Underwood Pool officially celebrated opening for its third season on June 22nd and will remain open, weather permitting, until September 2nd. During the peak season, June 24th through August 15th, the pool will be open from noon to 8 p.m. That would be on Mondays through Thursdays, and 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Later in the season, August 16th through September 2nd, the pool will be open from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. daily. Anyone 16 and over can enjoy lap swimming during dedicated times, 4.45 to 5.30 p.m., Monday through Friday, all season, and between July 10 and August 15, 7 to 8 a.m., Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays only. Toddlers also have a special swim time Monday through Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m., excluding the 4th of July. This is restricted to children 3 and under for the zero entry and splash pad area of the pool. No one will may go no one may go past the first line in the shallow pool which is restricted for lessons. According to recreation program supervisor June Howell, more than 700 families have joined this year. According to Howell, family membership is $325. Non-resident family membership is $550 and limited to 175 people total. The cap this year, the cap has been, which has been reached this year, she said. There is also resident and non-resident rates for individual child and adult memberships. Caregiver passes are also available for $50. Seniors 65 and over can join for $50 annually. Biking or walking may be the best way to get to the pool due to limited parking in the surrounding areas. There are racks for 36 bicycles. Howell encourages people to walk to the Wellington School on School Street with an entrance on Orchard Street, which has 75 parking spaces. Drop-off is permitted on the Concord Avenue in the drop-off zone. And now on to my colleague Thomas. Thank you, Bob.
1: Police Chief Search Underway by Joanna Kate A search firm has been hired and a search committee appointed for a new police chief to succeed Chief Richard McLaughlin, who is retiring December 31st of 2019. The Select Board chose Gru White on June 24th as the outside firm to lead the search. They are the same firm that helped hire town administrator Patrice Carvin and Belmont Light general manager Christopher Roy. Groom whites bid was $11,000, according to Human Resources Director Jessica Porter. She said the two other outside consultant applicants were MMA Consulting, priced at $24,200, and Resource Management Associates, priced at $23,600. The select board interviewed the three consultant applicants on June 21st. The Select Board also appointed a search committee on June 24th, which includes Marianne Scali, Council on Aging Representative, Ji Yun Huang, Frank French, Natick Police Chief James Hicks, Raymond Johnson as PTO Representative, John Phelan, Mark Paolillo, Wendy Murphy, and Michael McAllister. According to Porter, there were three applicants for the Council on Aging Representative and 12 Citizen Representative applicants. There will be two parts to the search process, according to Human Resources Director, Jessica Porter. Part A is an internal search, which consists of screening all internal applicants to determine if a minimum of two qualified candidates exist. If a minimum of two qualified candidates are not identified from the pool of internal applicants, then the consultant will proceed to Part B. Part B will consist of screening all applicants and then designing and conducting an an assessment center to evaluate selected candidates for potential appointment. The assessment center will employ various exercises to evaluate candidates and to measure the abilities of the candidates as they relate to the responsibilities of a police chief. Part B will only be necessary if the consultant and screening committee are unable to identify a minimum of two qualified internal candidates, said Porter. And now over to Max.
2: Thank you, Thomas. Rugby Champions by Joanna case Belmont High School coaches Catherine McCabe and Gregory Bruce have a lot to smile about these days, especially after the BHS boys and girls rugby teams won the MIAA state championship games on June 22nd. This is the first time in MIAA Division I rugby history that both boys' and girls' marauder teams have won the final match. This is the third consecutive year the BHS girls' rugby team, founded in 2015, has won the state championship. The victory against Lincoln Sudbury was close, with a final score of 27-26. to 26. The BHS boys' rugby team, founded in 2007, has participated in state championships games since 2009 winning in 2011, 13, and now 19, with a victory over St. John's Prep, 31-26. In 2014, 15, and 18, they were state runners-up. They were also runners-up in 2009, in their third year as a program in the New England Championship match, prior to rugby being sanctioned as an MIAA varsity sport in 2017. McCabe Acts. I believe the rugby teams have truly represented the town and the school well on the largest stage in the state and demonstrated the best of athleticism, sportsmanship and dedication. I also believe it reaffirms for our players the power of belief and trust in themselves and each other. Individual players can contribute exceptional things, but you need all 15 players to be doing their jobs to win at this level, and that trust builds a great team, a great program and a great legacy," McCabe said. She said the team's collective drive was the biggest factor in helping them win the championship, pushing themselves after the regular season ended in May. She said 35 players came to practice every day in June in preparation for the playoff games. McCabe recognized Gabby Viale, Amanda Hanley, Eliza Campbell, Anna O'Terry, and Natalie Hill for their efforts this season. Our senior fly half Viale played incredibly well all season, but especially in this game. Her kicking game was exceptional, and set up two of our tries in the first half, as well as her quick thinking at penalties that resulted in her try. She's also the only player to have scored in every state championship in the last three years, said McCabe. Hanley led the team in defense, making tackle after tackle to hold the Lincoln-Sudbury attack. Campbell and O'Terry both scored for the team and did an exceptional job, stopping the speed and skill of the Lincoln-Sudbury wings. Hill played a tremendous defensive game, leading the launch for her teammates, and she also scored the final try from a line-out mall into the try zone. Bruce reacts, Obviously, we are elated about it, and to win both girls and boys in the same season is pretty amazing. There is so much that has gone into this program over the years, from the many alumni that came before, the parents that have helped grow the program since its infancy back in 2007, the coaches that have been a part of the program throughout and the countless members of the Belmont community that have in some way added to our team. They are all a piece of this year's success and we hope they can all take a little bit of pride in their contribution. To each of them we say thank you, Bruce said. Bruce said the seniors on the boys team were incredibly hard working and dedicated. He also credits the coaching staff's last season who brought in a new approach in terms of responsibilities and the style of rugby they wanted the team to play. Over to you, Bob.
0: Thank you, Max. Troop 304 holds court of honor. Belmont Boy Scouts of America Troop 304 held a court of honor at the Belmont uh, Watertown United Methodist Church in Cushing Square on June the 8th for two of its scouts who have attained the rank of Eagle. Amon O'Connor and Jason Ackerson Both 2019 graduates of Belmont High School completed the required merit badge and held various positions of leadership in the troop to achieve this rank. In addition, each scout planned a community service project that they completed through their own work and by coordinating the actions of other scouts and adults in the troop. For his project, O'Connor worked with the Belmont Department of Public Works to preserve water quality. He organized several teams of scouts to clear storm drains in different Belmont neighborhoods. These teams then affixed permanent no-dumping decals to the drains to remind area residents that the drains lead directly to area waterways and are not intended as disposal areas. We always aim to provide excellent service for the people of Belmont, said Rick Bemis, operations manager of the Belmont Department of Public Works. I feel great teaming up with the Scouts because I know that they are going to do a quality job, and Eamon's project was no exception. The project was something I have always kind of scared of doing because I didn't think I had the organizational or leadership skills to pull off such a task, said O'Connor. However, when I got down to it, I realized that doing Boy Scouts had given me a lot of the tools I needed for it and throughout the years. Instructing younger scouts and doing practical labor are things baked into the requirements and structure of scouting. So I was definitely happy I could get past the initial anxiety and focus on doing the best job possible. We, we ended up getting a lot more of the details down than we first thought we could. I hope it makes an environmental difference and helps the community. To me, scouting has always been about self-improvement getting your hands dirty, and having adventurous moments, which is definitely something positive that I support. Ackerson completed a project at the Mass Audubon Habitat Education Center and Wildlife Sanctuary. His project was to create a series of climbing structures for the resident goats at the center to give them a place to sleep off the ground and engage their natural climbing instincts. Sandy Vorsay, the habitat's property manager, was happy with Jason's commitment to the project. The goats are meadow mowers, are thrilled to have new climbing structures for a better view of visitors, said Vorsay. We're very appreciative of Jason and other scouts who give so much to the habitat. A good project takes lots of time to, time to plan and implement, and the leadership skills that Eagle Scouts learn through these projects is invaluable. It feels good to give back to the community that has given me so much, said Ackerson. I've enjoyed coming to the habitat since I can remember. Everyone seems to love the goats here, so I was glad to improve the experience for the goats and the people who come to the habitat to see them. Now that they have graduated from Belmont High, both scouts expect to apply the planning and leadership skills they learn by becoming eagles towards new endeavors. In the fall, O'Connor will head to UMass Lowell to study art. Ackerson will attend UMass Amherst to major in marketing. The rank of Eagle sets a very high standard for any person for citizenship, character, service to others, and care for the outdoors, said Troop 304 Scoutmaster Henrik Bausch. And now on to my colleague Thomas. Thanks again, Bob.
1: Changes to Come for Four School Neighborhood by Joanna K. Zubellis. The select board meeting room was standing room only on June 13th at the high school traffic working group meeting with residents from the neighboring streets surrounding four of Belmont's schools. Belmont High School, Chenery Middle School, Burbank and Wellington Elementary. They came to see the presentation by BSC Group, the traffic consultant hired by the town to study the current traffic in the area and develop traffic calming concept plans, identify measures to mitigate cut-through traffic volumes, and make recommendations to improve safety for bicyclists and pedestrians. Residents who live on Upper and Lower Godin, School, Cottage, Washington, Oak and Orchard Streets, as well as Stone and Louise Roads, are concerned about the location of the new entrance and exit to Belmont Middle and High School, which will be at the intersection of Godin Street and Concord Avenue, and the impact it will have on these already heavily-traveled streets, particularly Godin. The BMHS Building Committee Chairman, Bill Lavallo, reminded everyone the plan has been presented before and studied by two traffic consultants, who both agree the location of the new school entrance at Godin and Concord is the safest option. One of the major changes will be the addition of a traffic light at that intersection. Quote, we're doing the best we can with the existing conditions, end quote, said Lavallo. He said the changes will align the intersection and make it cleaner. He also said he believes the changes will incentivize more people to walk and bike to school. BSC Group identified several sidewalks which need to be reconstructed due to routes elevating and separating the cement on Oak, School, Myrtle, and Godin streets. There are also curb bump outs which need to be reconstructed on the corners of School and Bow, Orchard and Godin, and School and Godin Streets. The BSC consultant, Samuel Ofeado, recommends installing vertical curbs and grass buffer strips and implementing right turn restrictions in the morning on Concord Avenue. Ofeado also recommends converting Godin Street to one-way southbound between School and Orchard Streets and installing speed tables and speed feedback signs at the intersection of School and Godin, School and Orchard, and Godin and Orchard Streets. A bicycle lane shared with cars on Godin Street will be identified with painted double yellow center lines. Ofeado recommends implementing trial circulation changes during summer months, such as the Godin Street one-way conversion and the Concord Avenue right-turn restrictions. According to Director of Community Development Glenn Clancy, the traffic mitigation work being proposed in the school and Godin Street neighborhood is aimed at addressing the current traffic issues. Quote, while it is hoped that these measures will help when the new middle and high school open, we recognize that traffic matters require continuous study and we are committed to monitoring the neighborhood and working to improve conditions, end quote, he said. The High School Traffic Work Group will present the final list of recommendations to the select board who will make the final decisions. Clancy hopes to begin some of the work this summer. And now back to Max.
2: Thank you, Thomas. Residents named Marauder of the Week. First Asante Andrews, written by Annie Bellorian. Dancer, student, friend, and all-around great person, these are just a few of the words that can most definitely be used to describe Asante Andrews. The future senior has many passions, including dance, nursing, and science. In fact, she has been dancing at the same studio for 13 years and regularly volunteers there throughout the week. She hopes to pursue dance on the side in the future. Her main goal, however, is to study nursing in college and to work toward attaining this career. She believes the, attra- the reason she is so attracted to nursing is her love of helping people who are in need whenever she has the opportunity. As for science, although she didn't enjoy physics in her freshman year, she has grown to love the subject throughout her years at Belmont High School. Andrews also mentions that she is very proud to be able, being able to connect with people in the Belmont community and help out whenever the school needs her. She is very grateful for the way that the people of the school have treated her and welcomed her with open arms. This is why she hopes to get more involved in the Belmont community in her senior year. When asked what advice she would leave for underclassmen, Andrews expressed, Always follow your dreams, and when things are tough, just work through it and be the best person you can be. Don't let anybody tell you what you can and can't do because you are your own person. These words sum up Asante Andrews fairly well. Her caring, polite, and determined personality show through. We wish her a bright future, and only the best for her senior year. Lily Sama By Elizabeth Pitts. Junior Lily Sama is our Marauder of the Week. With a passion for academics and a distinct dedication to her community, it's no wonder she was chosen for this honor. Her favorite subjects in school are economics, which she says provide a new perspective for her to examine the world, and biology, which she enjoys for its appreciation of the complexity of living things. Of the teachers she has had in her high school career, the one she credits as the most influential uh, to her is Miss Guastella, her current English teacher. In addition to her rigorous academics, Sama is very involved in the Arlington Belmont crew team as as a sport that she says has taught her an innumerable amount of life lessons about teamwork, consistency, and friendship. One way, she says, she has felt that throughout the whole school, Was in the strength of community, the strength and sense of community that grew at the high school in the wake of her friend Cleo Theodopoulos' passing this April. Despite the unthinkable, she has never felt safer and more comfortable being around her classmates and teachers, and this is something she, quote, holds so incredibly close to her heart. Over to you, Bob.
0: Thank you, Max. News of the wild, surviving a seasonal slumber. All rodents can sense cold, but those that hibernate apparently do not feel it like rodents, such as rats and mice, that do not hibernate. Researchers at Yale University made that discovery after conducting laboratory studies of two species of hibernating rodents, 13 lined ground squirrels and Syrian hamsters, The scientists found that both species have evolved cold-sensing nerve cells with a diminished sense ability to detect temperatures below 68 degrees Fahrenheit. This adaptation allows the animal's body temperatures to drop for long periods of time, triggering their winter slumber. If these animals were to feel cold... They would not be able to hibernate because their sensory systems would tell them the rest of the body that they need to warm up first, says Yale physiologist Elena Gravcheva. They would not be able to survive as a species. This resistance to feeling cold, the scientists report in cell press, occurs not only when the rodents are hibernating, but also when they are active. 13 lined ground squirrels, for example, can survive exposure to temperatures as low as 35 degrees Fahrenheit for up to nine months. And now over to my colleague Thomas. Thanks again, Bob.
1: Resident awarded Belmont Education Association Scholarship. The Belmont Education Association awarded a scholarship to Chiara Lali at Belmont High's Senior Awards Assembly. The scholarship was created to support a graduating senior who has been inspired to pursue a career in education by one of his or her Belmont Public Schools educators. Donations from BEA members help to sustain this scholarship. Lally was inspired by Belmont High School's Erin McCarthy to pursue a career in education. Quote, I have been inspired by Ms. McCarthy to pursue a career in education, Lally writes, I met Ms. McCarthy freshman year of high school. She has been with me for all four years of my high school career. Being a teacher has always been a thought in my head since I was a little kid. I'm very grateful for everyone that has helped me along the years, and it has made me want to help kids that are struggling. I want to be able to show them what they are capable of. My freshman year is when I first thought of being a teacher. This was due to the influence of Ms. McCarthy and because I finally knew what I was able to accomplish when I worked hard. With her help, I learned to be a determined student and what I was actually capable of. I want to be an elementary school teacher because I love to work with children and I want to help them to be the best they can. Next year, I will be attending Merrimack College to major in elementary education. One day, I hope I can help my students to achieve their goals like I have achieved mine, end quote. And once more, back to Max.
2: Thanks again, Thomas. Chennery Upper Assistant Principal Moves On by Joanna Kate Savellis. Torrance Lewis, Upper Assistant Principal at Chennery Middle School since 2016, will become the new principal for the K-8 through Edith C. Baker School in Brookline beginning July 1st. His last day at the Ch- at Chennery was June thirtieth. As Chennery celebrated the accomplishments of the three hundred thirty-six students in the eighth grade class who are moving up to Belmont High School this fall, they also said farewell to Lewis and thanked him for his service. In his address to students and their families, Principal Michael McAllister said Lewis's role at the Chennery was more like a primary administrator. Quote, you know, in, my other, in any other system, someone who is in charge of more than 700 students would be called principal. Only in Belmont would we make someone primarily responsible for the eating habits of 370 students every 25 minutes in the cafeteria and call them assistant, unquote, said McAllister. Back to you, Bob.
0: Along with my colleagues, Thomas and Max, we thank you for listening to the Talking News and hope you've enjoyed the show. We would like to wish our listeners a happy 4th of July and we will return next week for another edition of Local News Happenings Around Belmont.